Hi, everyone, and welcome back to I Have to Tell You with Annie and Genevieve. We are back, you guys. So much. We are back. Back and better than ever. After a very long hiatus, a hiatus that was longer than we intended. Way longer. It just happened that our schedules were a super busy. We recorded an episode that was just not good. And then I went on a vacation. (laughs) Yeah. It was nuts. So a little little info, a little transparency about why we've been gone. We've just been busy. That's that's the crux of the issue, guys. Anyone that lives in the Midwest understands the second the sun comes out, you have zero free time. Like it is impossible to plan anything. Yeah. That and like yes. But okay, yeah, yes, that that is like what's gonna about to happen. But we hadn't even gotten, like, today is really, we've had maybe, like, three or four nice days. I've been gone. Yeah. Today is You've been having the nice days. You were traveling for work. What else happened? I was traveling for work. And just, like, besides that, this is just a really busy time for work. So, like, it's not the kind of work where I'm just, like, passively, you know, getting tasks done. It's, like, my brain is firing at like a hundred percent all day long. And when I get home, I just have brain drain and like, I just couldn't record because my brain wasn't there and I'm not going to like get on here and make a shit episode and post it. I'm not going to force you guys to listen to my bullshit. (laughs) On TikTok today that was talking about work and it was like, work is kind of like you have high tide and low tide seasons. And in our industry, like event planning, the spring and the fall are insane. Like it is yeah. just nonstop work. I, we always are obviously working, but there's these seasons where you just have so much going on. It's like, there's just so much to do for like a month. Yes. And it happened for you that your month was last month. Well, it's still going on. Well, yeah, but like scheduling wise and everything like oh my that. gosh yeah it was just crazy and I was just so exhausted after every day of work and Which you know I feel valid. yeah I feel blessed that we get to um be in your ear holes for an hour and such a few minutes um yeah, you know when we want. get on here and I just I really want to give quality product and I just didn't really feel like I like had anything fun to say like who wants to listen to me bitch and moan about work nobody I wasn't doing anything of interest but now we're jazzed up now I'm feeling recovered a little bit I have another trade show next week but I have so many coming up and I just but you just went to Hawaii tell the class how was Hawaii I will I'll get into it towards the end of the um podcast because I have a couple stories a teaser I was in Hawaii for almost two weeks. Um, my boyfriend for the front half, and then it was just me and my parents for the back half. Um, it's beautiful. It was I've never nice been. Um, you definitely have to. I described it as, which is a terrible explanation to people who haven't been to either of these places, like the housing and how houses are like literally just stacked on top of each other in San Diego, but in Thailand like in a jungle. Okay. Like it's, there's so many people packed into one place and it's also so lush. It's just an unreal, like I, 
we would be driving across the islands. I'm like, this is someone's commute. Like my commute is like literally just buildings. That's the one thing that I've heard about Hawaii is that it's like nowhere you've ever seen before. Like it is truly like so unique and beautiful. I do have a fun fact that I learned. We love fun facts here. The Hawaiian islands were originally called the Sandwich Islands or like the Sandwich Isles because Earl Sandwich IV, that's a real person, discovered them. Well, discovered in quotes because there were people there before there or before then, like people from Tahiti like came there, whatever. His name is Earl Sandwich because he had a gambling addiction and he invented the sandwich because he didn't have time or he was so distracted by his gambling that he asked his servants to bring him meat with bread and cheese and then another or bread with meat and cheese and then another piece of bread and he created the sandwich because he had such a bad gambling problem he couldn't stop to eat this is such a layered story in this story we have the renaming of the hawaiian islands by this white guy who discovered them thinking that he really had done something and this man origin story ever literally and this man also happens to be the inventor of the sandwich the sandwich. They say, I was like, this I thought my dad was a historical tale. Like but your dad, dad told was, you this? So there was a picture in one of our Airbnbs and it was said the Sandwich Islands. I'm like, what is a Sandwich Island? My dad was like, he was a history major and he's obsessed with history. And he was like, blah, 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 blah. And I go, you're lying to me. because That sounds so like something a dad mind. would do to lie to you. To lie. Yeah. And then we started looking it up and my boyfriend of like, if anyone knows him, he's on Google, he's on Wikipedia, he's on YouTube. Like he will look shit up. He's, he's a like, fact no. checker, a journalist. Like, yes. And so he's like, no, this is real. And then he was like, oh my God, he invented the sandwich because he had a gambling addiction. Like we got so into it. And I was like, this, this is feels insane. Like but it's real. It's so crazy that the man who discovered Hawaii, it, in his opinion, also... <laughs> invented the sandwich yeah isn't that wild and also i was talking to my mom granted i had had a few glasses of wine i'm on vacation of course i'm gonna go for halloween as earl Earl sandwich Sandwich. because a i'd wear a colonial wig and it'd be freaking hilarious and we all know how much you love a historical cosplay i love a wig and it would just be so funny to be like i'm earl sandwich the fourth (laughs) the historical figure that no one knows and or even needs to know no i'm sorry everyone has eaten a sandwich so we need to talk about it it's so crazy well you guys heard it here first we are not only a um a podcast that reports on many factual things in the in the current world but we were also a podcast that reports on many factual things in the historical world so you can yep. really get all of your information straight from us and you can trust that it's tr- true. <laughs> I, okay. For the most part, we're like mm, 70% accurate. I'm telling the truth. This the is Earl sandwich. The Earl sandwich. I know the, the truth about Earl. His name isn't Earl. Earl's like a classification. Anyway, we're off topic. <laughs> oh, his name isn't Earl. He is an Earl. No, he is an Earl title royal title earl last earl name sandwich. sandwich the fourth 
And he only ruled for one year. This is a fascinating tale. Okay. We need to give you Thank you actually so much for sharing with the class. I love like weird little historical things. It's, it is so funny to run into those like just random things that you would never think to look up until it's like in front of your face. Yeah, that's a great, that is a great fun fact or party trick. Like the next time you need to make conversation, be like, did you guys know yeah. the guy who in quotes discovered Hawaii also invented the sandwich and also put that in quotes because I'm not sure we can verify that no I'm serious the Hawaii part there were people there he was just white and yeah the other part so my question is why is it called a sandwich you know I don't know I haven't looked that part up so maybe that'll be like our part two episode maybe next week wait no here's my question was the sandwich called sandwich because his last name was sandwich yeah, or did probably. he in- okay that makes like, a lot of sense how, like some restaurants will be like if you're a like you go there all the time they'll like name a sandwich after you yeah it's, really, it's the sandwich like that's just what it is yeah there's many things i can't name another food that's like named after a person but i'm sure we could find one but this has been such an eye-opening after apple paltrow that's another historical fun fact apples are named apple because of apple paltrow who was born in 2009 yeah they they were called something else before but she was just so stunning and slayful (laughs) crunchy round fruit and then she was born and they were like wow she's kind of like majestical and gorgeous why don't we rename this crunchy round fruit apple because Um, of her i can't i literally can't um another sidebar and then we have to get into our topics i saw another tiktok that's where i get all my information i'm not a call her daddy fan but it was like a call her daddy had gwyneth on the show yeah which was kind of surprising to me i kind of felt like gwyneth's like not She's so crazy, you know. A lot of promo right now. So either something's gonna drop or call her daddy is just not on brand for her at all. But at the same time, like it kind of is. Like she just she's a mystery to me, this woman. But um, is her name Alex? Alex the blonde. Yep, yeah. Um, she gave her a t-shirt that said Nepo baby on it because she is a Nepo baby. She's the original. She goes, Did you get one for Apple? Like if that was my mom, I'd have been like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, celebs. One of the biggest things I wanted to touch on with you is the Met. The, the Met, Met gala. gala. The gala. The gala. The gala. Yes. Oh, super fun is it was happening at two p.m. my time in Hawaii. Oh, so you could? Did you watch the carpet? I didn't watch the carpet, but by the time it was done, I had the Vogue thing ready to rock. Like, yeah, because you know, they, yeah, they wait. And so I was able to look at it like that night, which was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was good. So the theme of this year was Carl Lagerfeld, the late designer of Chanel and a few other brands. Yes, he's dead. Okay. Hims died. Um, I didn't 
figured because it was dedicated to him but I also I'm not a big fashion girly like I buy my clothes from Target and H&M so <laughs> yeah he died a few years ago um but obviously he had a really big impact on fashion and he was known for kind of reviving the brand Chanel and bringing to them what's kind of known as their um iconic style now with the tweed and the pearls yeah. and the chain and, and the really feminine Flat. kind it's of look yeah so that was I, Carl's staple and kind of legacy and I he like was also oh go ahead oh no keep going he was also known for having pretty um close relationships with a lot of the top models of the time and he would kind of pick an it girl and they would be his muse and um so he was really close with all the girlies and it was kind of giving yeah it was kind of giving weird I always thought that it was giving weird but the girlies always really seemed to be really into it so I don't know it's hard to say like were they just into it because like they had to be type of leadership like the favoritism like I understand like when you're in it and like you're the girl of the moment and like mm-hmm. you're the lead or whatever but I do think it's super toxic because it's just not a good way to lead you know well, I don't think this man gave no fucks about leading he wasn't trying to be like America's next top leadership <laughs> so, okay I have a couple thoughts so the theme itself like I I respect it and I think yes like this theme made sense. You're paying homage to him. All I saw was black and white. That was his thing. I know, but it wasn't people. I just feel like this year people weren't creative. The best Met Gala hands down was Heavenly Bodies, and there will never be another good one. I know like, Heavenly Bodies was so stunningly gorgeous. Um, it was heavenly. Also, just like I see content like behind the scenes of Anna Wintour, and I'm just like. God, she seems awful. Like, she just seems... Isn't it so funny how, like, these people who are, like, the the top dogs in fashion, like, they They're just like, seem so terrible. And everyone's just like, fiending for their approval. And there was, like, a video of her picking out who's sitting where, right? Yeah. And there's this group of, like, 15 names. And her assistant, she was like, what is that? And she goes, people I'm hoping to get rid of. I'm sorry. You're a mean girl and you're, like, 80? What oh, the fuck? she certainly is. It's just, and it's that's why everyone's like obsessed. I don't know. I mean, we can get into the outfits because the outfits are fun, but this theme it made sense to me. Unlike camp and unlike some of the other ones, I was like, yeah. okay, this makes sense. We're following in his design footsteps. It makes sense to me. I know what's going to be on theme. I know it's going to be goofy. I know it's going to be like meh. It's so nice when you can easily judge what's on theme and what's not. Yeah. Like the dumbest one ever was camp. Like what the hell does that mean? Nobody understood what camp meant. They needed to have like a symposium ahead of time about like, here's what camp means. Yeah. Here's what counts and here's what doesn't count. I have a controversial opinion. We love to hear it. Everyone is hating on Kim Kardashian's outfit. Including me. I like it. I liked the pearls. I thought they okay. were fun. I have you know some questions. I have some follow-up questions. Who's the pregnant girl? Carly Kloss? Yeah. Looked like she in fabric. I'm sorry. No, I hated Carly Kloss's look. And you know what? While we're on the top of Carly Kloss at the Met Gala, I've actually never liked anything she's worn to the Met Gala. She is a consistent flop for me, and she shouldn't be. 
She should be doing better. She has the power and the means to like not be a flop. And she, yeah, she definitely flopped this year. It definitely looked like she and fabric. Like it looked so cheap. And like like, the chains were like attached at the side. Like it looked like it was like $12. So I agree with you. But let's get back to her and Serena Williams jail. They both announced their pregnancy (laughs) on the carpet and they both were wearing the same fucking thing. Jail, jail, jail. I I don't think I saw Serena Williams. She was wearing, I mean, it wasn't like as awful as Carly Kloss's, but she was wearing a black dress with pearls and they Ugh. both had their pregnancies. And I'm like, I just feel like we're in such a cool time for maternity fashion that like, you really shouldn't be flopping. Like we're in an era that you can like have your belly out. And that's like the whole look, like the look revolves around the belly. It's not like people are, you know, you it, it's like, it's, it's, the time for pregnancy fashion so i just feel like there was an opportunity missed um for carly claus my key takeaways from it i liked the thing that sucks too is like i don't know a lot about fashion so i go off like what looks good to me which may not be on theme i thought anne hathaway looked really really good yes she was one of my favorites Um, for sure it was people i think that that took vintage designs and kind of transitioned them into yes understood the assignment Sydney Sweeney's bodice like Anne Hathaway's bodice like that they were amazing um who else did I really like like I honestly can we get back to Kim for a second I feel like we need to really debrief on that so you liked the pearls I didn't have a problem with the pearls what I had a problem with was the fucking shapewear like I understand she is miss shapewear guru but like why if she is like the titaness of shapewear at the moment why was her bra strap on the side like showing like it didn't, I didn't look-, look that hard at it I only looked at the front view I think she should have dropped the coat and honestly what drew me to that look was just the detail of the pearls I just thought it looked elegant yeah the shapewear yes but like also was she gonna be naked honestly yeah I would expect Kim to like if you're gonna go for it like go for it she's done so much other crazy stuff like with the with the Marilyn Monroe dress like dyeing her hair and like think about from a PR statement last year she got so much shit from that she probably was like I'm gonna play it safe and like did this look I mean I it's not like it was my favorite look I just thought it was the pearls were elegant I like I love pearl yeah and so I I do too I just I just liked it. Um, I loved the harken back to her Playboy shoot because that is the shoot where that iconic line from Chris Jenner, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Like that is the shoot. So they just got late there. Yeah. She couldn't see shit. I I liked that. But I thought I thought the shapewear was looking a little bit cheap. And I was disappointed from her because it should have been it was a full body, like where it was just all nude. Yeah. Her pearl, I would have liked it more i didn't I understand the two pieces yeah like the bottom yeah. briefs and then, i like her the hair the hair was good the makeup was a little weird no i haven't zoomed i i didn't need to zoom to just feel like the makeup was a little bit smoky wasn't it it was it just didn't really look like her signature look you know like she she does stick to like as much as she changes her makeup like there's a signature you know style to it and I just felt like it looked a little bit different. 
um what is her name is it margaret margaret quayley yeah horrible I own and that. that's another disappointment because she was a chanel girly and she's a nepo baby like bitch come the fuck on i need to look at what she wore One it was second. a slip dress she literally wore a slip dress and boots and boots i'm Not pretty the sure boots. Like, okay hold please oh my this looks like something i would wear to my eighth grade graduation yes this is beyond heinous why is it so short and why is there no necklace and why can you see her bra straps so (laughs) i have literally so many questions and like why doesn't she have a tight on and like what are these shoes and oh okay this is literally giving eighth grade graduation not met gala and not met gala outfit of someone who used to be a chanel girl okay i'm looking at the list now and i forgot about dua lipa dua peep she looked amazing i dua love peepa on her i wait love Phoebe i have a new name for dua lipa this one is dua coined lipa. by my dad um he goes you guys know that girl de lupe I said, oh, you mean Dula Peep? <laughs> Dula Peep. Um, Dalupe. Oh, another person that I just like every year, Nicole Kidman. I'm sorry. I'm not a big fan of her. She wears um, shades that are a little bit too, um, she's yes. pale as fuck. You're hitting the nail wears- on the head right now. I'll just Light say that. Color, and then she puts her hair way too in front of her face and I'm like girl can you see like put it behind your ears like she just it's like she's washed out constantly she is there's color theory like I wear know. A, you are so see-through I can see your veins under your eyes like dress for that it's not that it, you have to be tan but she's wearing she always wears like a nude and like the nude like, for like the pale girls with the red hair it's not doing what it could do like there are some certain shades of that nude that work really well with like that like pinky color combination but it's got to be the right one and she just doesn't have it unfortunately um so those are my overall overreaching thoughts the i really like when people like hit the theme like i'm looking for like the best theme the most on theme that's how i I judge nervous to do that like I don't know I would try to do like theme plus like five percent <laughs> just be like I'm good to me if you're not on theme you're automatically on the worst dress list like I don't want to see it I just and that's why Kylie Jenner for me Kylie she looked before. so stunning but where is the theme girly pop she never never respects the motherfucking theme the girl's got no respect for the theme the snapback the snapback don't even get me started on the snapback i mean she looks amazing she's feeling herself she looks toned she looks gorgeous i'm sure there's a vintage dress that he designed that has those cutouts and i'm sure there's like something we're missing about it um i think she looks great i think she got some of her filler dissolved because her face looks like way more natural and young yeah i think she looks fantastic 
Yeah, she just looks she looks like she's been doing Pilates. Good for her. Try try for the theme next time, girly pop. All right. Okay. My faves about Met Gala because I feel like we've been rambling about it. Wait, I gotta say my faves. Yeah, yeah. Tell me your faves. We already talked about Anne Hathaway. She was best dressed for me, hands down. Like the Versace plus the Chanel style. Like it was just Chef's Kiss perfection. It was very on theme. Another one I really liked was Sydney Sweeney. She gorgeous i'm just so obsessed with her like i think she's so precious and i don't know like, how on theme it was the it was very was on theme to me in incredible. my opinion the hair was giving like 80s 90s curls like it was so good so good so good another one i thought was very on trend emma chamberlain she did look good she, she looked look good. good she looked very on trend yeah, um i mean a, a titch too dark i think for her features yeah and then my last best dressed was lily collins and she always slays the game when it comes to the met gala um this one for her wasn't like her top met gala look but once again judging on the theme yes she got the theme honestly i shouldn't like judge her based on her acting like who she is in a role but emily in paris bothers me so fucking much that i just can't stand her see and i feel blessed because i've never seen it so i'm able to judge uh, objectively in marketing and then she'll like pull off campaigns by herself in a day and i'm like that's just not how it works so it's unrealistic very unrealistic and as someone who's in marketing i'm like it's offensive it gives an unrealistic expectation to for uh All the, these CEOs watching Emily in Paris. Oh my god! Like, oh, my marketing team not like this. Not the CEOs having not, suggestions not for the, the marketing CEOs. team. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, those are kind of our oh one massive Met Gala note that we did not touch on yet that is paramount Jared to the conversation. Leto. Kendall Jenner. We can talk about Jared Leto, but there's not much to say. He dressed up as a fucking cat. Never like, in pants. She doesn't wear pants. That is my that is my note, Annie Nicole. That is my motherfucking note. Kendall Jenner needs to stop wearing underwear as clothes. We as a society cannot go in that direction. You know, like this cannot become a trend. I don't get it. Like I and she's trying so hard to make it. The top half. What is it? Like three years now, she's done like a no pant thing. Like last year was a thong. The like it was a sheer. Was it two years ago that it was like she was wearing basically like a sheer shirt with a thong? I don't remember. She's not going to pant. Like, we get it. We get it. You are tall. You're gorgeous. Your legs don't end. Shut the fuck up. That's the thing is like she keeps wearing these no pants looks to be like, look how long my legs are. Like, no, girl, we get it. Like, we. And that is why we cannot wear this. We don't all look like you. Everyone's trying to make it a thing. Like, let's be done yeah like no we've understood we 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 get the message yes noted noted and recorded like we've all seen it um and i just can't continue to have this going on and then for the after party she wore that like bedazzled uh strapless romper with underwear on top of it please for the love of all that is holy and good in the world no i cannot 
be seeing girlies on my Instagram feed wearing their thongs over their fucking clothing. I just, we need to have some guidelines in this society and we just, there are certain things that cannot be crossed and that's one of them. Underwear has to stay under clothes. I don't care what the trend is. Please. I think don't make us do this. The solution to this problem is that we go next year. Yes. And Anna Wintour. Miss Girl, sorry what I said about you being a bitch earlier. Um, we was just kidding. We were kidding. We think joking. you're nice. It was for the bit. Okay. I was joking. Let us in. Please. I'll be if you were going to go, what would you want your like theme to be? What theme so, do you really think you could excel at? Honestly, what would be really cool is like something art-based like renaissance or like something where you can like take a painting and then make an outfit that like reflects it like something that's cut and dry like that like I don't know how to explain it like if you were to say like I don't like modern art but like renaissance style art and then I have a I have a good theme idea tell me Claude Monet wouldn't Mm -hmm. that be beautiful I would love to go if it was like French artiste. Color. Yeah. Yeah. Like this year was so black and white, which like on theme, respect it. But next year we need color. Yeah. If it was like the, like Monet's water lilies theme. Or sunflower picture. That's Van Gogh, I think. But that would be a good theme too. Honestly. Literally. Any art where you can take a painting and replicate it with what, what you're wearing or yeah. any anything that's not camp, like literally anything but camp. I think we need to be on the committee because like these are really good ideas and these are like very straightforward too. If I was on the committee, I'd be like, y'all dumb. This is what we should do. You know what I would make it? I'd make it camp, but like, like Boy Scout camp. Like camping. <laughs> like camping. Like I want to see y'all in a tent. I want you guys to pull out your brownies vests from fourth grade. I want all the brownies girls. All you bitches in uh, hiking poles. Yeah. I see you wearing a rain tarp. I need like, your little your little neck bandanas. Honestly, a good one would be like elements, like fire, water, wind. My God. Like, Creative director, one. Annie Dion. Hey Anna, call me anytime. Remember, Slayful ideas here. My goodness. That would be a really fun one because you could do fire, you could do wind, you could like there'd be that would be And really you know what? You know who would finally be on the motherfucking theme? Kylie Jenner. She could bring her kids, yeah. stormy in air, and for once, for she once she would them. be on theme. She could baby wear them. She could put them in like an ergo. Literally just like one on each them. side, nude underneath. Yes. Just naked. <laughs> That's the outfit. Just stormy Honestly, in air. That's all. They should hire us. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, if you guys um, want us to run the next Met Gala, start a petition because obviously okay. these ideas are fire flame. Um, but we'll stop talking about this and move on to something uh, much more, much more up our alley. Um, hockey. <laughs> You guys, hockey season has come to an end in the time that we've been away. Yeah. And it was a fine season for the boys. It was fine. Minnesota sports. 
always going to disappoint you. I know. Don't get too invested. You were very invested this season. I I was, and I'm like a new Minnesota sports fan. So I, I haven't quite like understood that, like you should prepare yourself to be disappointed. I still have that, like had that glimmer of hope of like, Oh my gosh, like what if we go far in the playoffs? And Dan was like, I don't think so, but (laughs) no, we we lose it first round every time. Um, Oh, it was so sad. I, beloved man friend is obsessed with sports and he's a minnesota fan and every single category of sport we lose in yeah um and then except for women's basketball the link no no they used to be good they used to be good like five years ago um we were watching playoff games in hawaii and it'd be like noon when they were on there Oh, and so good way to like, ruin your day and everyone's just like damn it like, I know. it's just so bad it's so tough but anyhow you know, next season when we have boldy on the pod and he can like really he can walk us through kind of what was going on the this summer is really the time that we should have boldy on the pod when he's on break so if anyone mm-hmm. listening has any connects any at all a sliver of a connect a um uh, an ounce of a connect to Matt Boldy yeah. hit us up anyhow I wanted to um just review some of the stats of our fave boys just give them a little shout out a little love in this time of need so we all know the low mole love of my life Matt Boldy he had 31 goals and two hat tricks this season Fantastic job, Mr. Boldy. And that is compared to 15 goals in 2022. So he doubled his goals. So congratulations. He had a fantastic year. Would we get copyrighted if we played the Minnesota hockey song at the end of this episode? I think we can sing it. I think you can sing it for us right now. I'll need to warm up the pipes. I only know some of the words. Well, actually. So fun fact. Should I call Dan in right now? have not attended a Minnesota Wild game with Genevieve, her husband, and I. When you walk out, they play the State of Hockey song. And Dan and I will belt it. And Genevieve, a choir. We are part of a cult. (laughs) I love it. I might know some of the words, but you'll have to start it off. We'll try at the end of the episode. I that'll be like a special treat like an extra like a bonus like i need to warm up we love a special treat i need my background music i need the bagpipes in the back like we need to set it up (laughs) well while you're warming up your vocals um the second player that i wanted to talk about is kirill kaprizov obviously such a gem such a king 31 goals no sorry that was boldy i was reading my same stats kaprizov got 40 goals this year and last year he got 47 goals so you might be asking yourselves how did he decrease in goals when he is arguably one of the best player yes this man was out for like five weeks and he got almost as many goals as he did in 2022 in this in less amount of time he's just like out there slaying there's really no other better way to put it than him slaying and yes. you can just see his, you know, how hard he plays and his true dedication to the game and his craftsmanship as a player, which I love. Yeah. And he just seems like the sweetest, most fun guy ever. Like, he just seems That's like such a sweetheart. Mm, 65% of them 
not my cup of tea. The rest, genuine, down-to-earth, fun guys. Yeah. That's kind of how I pick my faves. Like, do I feel like I could hang with them? That's the thing with, like, athletes, I think, and especially with hockey, because a lot, like, a lot of hockey players are born and bred in the Midwest and Canada. It's so lovely for them. You can either be full of yourself and, like, that person, and there needs to be that person on the team. That's like, like, I know what I'm doing. But I love kind of, like, the mid-range, like, grew up in Shakopee and, like, still goes home for Sunday dinner and just like the middle of the road guys. Yeah. Because it's football. We're like, they're not recognizable out of state. No, probably not. I mean, where it's like, if I ran into like a Minnesota wild player at like Trader Joe's, I'd be like, hey. <laughs> I know. And they'd probably up? be like, what's up? You know, they what would up? just see. You know, it's like hockey and baseball are the most down to earth. Oh my God. Yes. 100%. Because they don't have these inflated ass egos that the basketball yeah. players and football players get, especially yeah. the football players. These men think that they are literally, basketball, honestly, gods. I know, I know, like, honestly, the amount of times that you, you hear about like football players and basketball players beating up on their wives. When was the last time you heard about a hockey player acting a fool like that? No, because no. they're nice guys. Because <laughs> what? They recognize, they, they do. recognize their wives and they are they like, recognize their wives. They have family values and that's kind of just like what we're all about. And it shows you can see the family values and the I love have to tell you, podcast recognizes greatness and family values. Sure. Those are things we stand for here. Um, Anything else to discuss about hockey? Yes, the one the one last thing at the very end of the season they signed Brock Faber and that was really cool because they signed him right from his uh end of the gopher season. And there was this oh. really fun pick. I don't know if you saw it. It was a photo of him like um watching the wild. He was up on the glass and he was like wearing his gopher sweatshirt and he was like going crazy. And then they signed him. I just thought that was so sweet. So sweet. That's so Midwest. I know. <laughs> So Brock Faber went to watch just Love. the wild. So I'll have to keep that in mind. Yeah. So no, that's all I have to say for hockey until next season. So this is this is uh the sports section of the podcast is taking a hiatus because everyone everyone you know, you guys are gonna miss it. And I just don't care about any other sports enough to um burden you guys with the information. But I feel like I'm, you know, doing doing a public service by just sharing my love of the sport with the audience and with you yeah our love of the sport okay so I have a story to share with the class um as some of you may know I turned 25 this week yesterday so I felt like as you know to mark my birthday (laughs) happy birthday thank you (laughs) Happy birthday. Okay, keep going. As a birthday present to myself, I took myself to the doctor and got an annual physical. Because I just thought, what better way to honor my life on this earth than to take care of my body and make sure that I don't have, you know, a brain tumor, hidden cancer, you know, a skin condition. 
any of these things that I convince myself that I have on the regular basis. As we all do. So, so I go to the doctor. My appointment is at 8 a.m. because I'm trying to like go, you know, relatively early so I can get back to work. I check in and I'm sitting in the waiting room literally until 8.30. Like, yeah, just sitting there waiting. And so finally I like go up to the counter because I'm like, I have an appointment. Like I'm I'm not like, you know, for a second I was just like, oh, you know, this makes sense. But then I was like, wait a second, I have a freaking appointment. So then I go up there and they're like, oh, I guess we'll see what's taking so long. So they call back and then, you know, the nurse comes and gets me. And right away, she takes him back there. And of course, they make you step on the motherfucking scale. And let me just say, having to step out of that, by the way, having to step on the scale fully clothed should be a federal offense. My boots weigh 15 pounds. Don't literally like subtract 100 pounds just for my clothes. (laughs) I just say, this ain't fair. I I go, I'm this weight. And you don't have to do it. You know, you can opt out. Oh my God. Well, she just said, get on the scale, bitch. No, you just go. Moment of truth. You go, I don't really want to weigh myself today. The last time I weighed myself on this, whatever. Because all they do is use it to track your BMI, which is always inaccurate anyway. Wow. I wish I would have known this, but this nurse was determined so to mean. And you're in your winter it. and a coat and they're like, oh, you weigh 200 pounds. You're like, okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, we're gonna need like a semi truck. Wait, literally, we're gonna put you on the loading dock to get out of <laughs> fucking coat, boots. So like, goddamn. I um, was going, I'm wearing too many clothes, so I'm just gonna opt out. And they go, okay, they have that, to like eating disorder treatment. Yeah, and stuff. that is the smart way to do it. So I weigh myself, and then I sit down, and the nurse looks at me, and she goes, "So why are you here?" literally don't you guys have my chart like I filled out a whole goddamn survey said like all of my questions and concerns what do you mean why am I here bitch you have the fucking cheat sheet it says why I'm here I'm here for a physical I'm here for a checkup and she goes oh you mean like money off your insurance through work if you go to a physical yeah and she goes oh like an annual physical yeah no like I'm sure you do hundreds of these a day like what do you mean like an annual physical I think I'm dying actually like no fuck off so her and I got off to the wrong foot. So finally she left and then my doctor comes in. Now, I have seen this doctor many, many times, maybe like three or four times at this point. And right. um, let's just say this doctor and I have gotten like very up close and personal, like, you know, some, some of those all lady up, appointments. All up in your gut. Yeah. Like, you know, she's familiar with me. She walks in and she goes, hi, I'm Dr. Nice to meet you. I just about expired. Like, what do you mean? Nice to meet me, girl. Like we've been, you and I have been through it. So that was unfortunate because I really like her. So I'm just going to be like, okay, it was a bad day. Like she doesn't remember me, you know, but that was something else. You that's another thing that I would think. Like they would tell them, like, you've seen this patient X amount of times. Like, yeah, here's their name. Part, like pretend. Business. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just confused. Like them not knowing why I was there and then her not knowing that she had seen me before. Like something was awry in the clinic. So we go through the appointment, blah, blah, blah. And, you know we're going through the physical things. And she asked me like, do you want to get your blood drawn to do X, Y, Z tests? And like, uh, do you know when you had your last tetanus shot? And I didn't. So she's like, okay, we'll just give you one today. Like then you'll be up to date. How often do you have to do that? 
I don't know, but like I, when I, you know, moved here, I didn't have like a consistent doctor, like when I was in college and like, I would go to the doctor when I went home. So then when I finally got like an adult doctor, I didn't get the record. So I just kind of, you know, started over. That's often. I think you have to get them like every 10 years, but I just had no idea when I had gotten my last tetanus shot. It doesn't hurt. No, it was literally fine. But anyhow, you're like ass going in though. Feels like when you get tet isn't tetanus one that feels like steel is going into your arm? No, it wasn't that bad. But listen to what happened. Listen to how they administered these tests to me. So I knew I was gonna get blood drawn and I knew I was gonna get a shot. These assistants come in at the same mother freaking time, one to do the shot and one to do the blood drawn, and they go, Is it okay if we just like do it at the same time? And I was like, haha. I don't know about that. And they go, oh, it's fine. We'll just both stick you. So literally on the count of three, one, two, three, tetanus in one arm, blood drawn up the other arm. I was in pain and they took three, three tubes of blood. I was like unwell. It, I was sitting there for a long time and she was just, you know, drawing the blood, drawing the blood. Sorry to anybody who this is like, um, I had had like a little protein bar. No, but like they should give you like juice or something to get your blood sugar back up. I would have passed out after that. No blood sugar, no juice, no nothing. But that the, can't the saga continues. Oh my God. I This clinic must be operating under their own set of rules because listen what happened next. So the lady who is trying to find my vein to draw oh. my blood. And you know, I feel I feel very blessed because I actually have a very nice vein on my side that they draw the blood from. So it's very easy for them to find. So she goes, wow, you have a really beautiful vein. And I go, thank you. I grew it myself. And this woman, now I'm going to preface this by saying, you know, I'm a Catholic girly. I go to church. So I don't have any problems with this kind of statement. But what she said to me had no place in a clinical setting. I said, thank you. I grew this myself. And she goes, with the help of that great creator. She said, perfectly created by his design, intentionally created every piece of you. I wish people could see my face. And I just want to know, like medical professionals chime in. That's completely unacceptable, right? Like you can't say that. You Uh, cannot say any religious thing to anybody. No. Without their, like, without, you know, people, you know. Yes, your God was created by God. Or your God was created. Your vein was created by God and was perfect. Literally, like, what if I was, you know, not a religion that didn't believe in God? Or what if I'm an atheist? As someone who goes, I call myself a a Christmas Christian. Yeah. Like, are you dumb? It was a little bit insane. And um, I know that, like, you know, on your forms, you can have a place, like, denote your religion. And I don't. But like, you know, certain religions have certain medical practices that they do or don't do. So religion does play a part in medical practices from time to time. Opt into it's like, I can't get my blood drawn at this time if I'm like in 100%. Like like if you're fasting or anything. Yeah. Like you can't get your blood drawn. You'll literally pass the fuck out. I just was so shocked that this woman said this to me God. in a doctor's office I would have been like okay gotta go <laughs> so yeah then they pulled all the needles out of me and um this was on Tuesday that I went to the doctor today is Thursday and my arm still hurts so oh, I bet tetanus hurts I do know that no the blood drying like the tetanus is fine but like 
where I got my blood drawn, like it's still sore. Different shot. There's a shot that hurts. It feels like you logged in that freaking the HPV shot. Yeah. That one hurts really bad. Jesus. That one is tough. Oh my God. I had my doctoral experience appointment today. And it was three minutes long. You had a virtual doctor's appointment? Did they start by saying in the name of the father, son, holy spirit? My my boy Brandon does not mess around he's like hey girl what do you need (laughs) i love it because when you are on a class i don't even know class one narcotic because i have adhd so it's like adderall Um, is adderall a class one narcotic yeah you have to check in or i don't know the classes but you have to check in twice a year to make sure you're not like selling it or like whatever like i had to go to the doctor um so then I with virtual we're like not selling it sick we're done <laughs> I'm gonna let <laughs> you guys off early today <laughs> instead of having to go in which is so nice that is awesome and I've had the same he's actually a um oh shit physician assistant and I've had him since I was 14 and he's uh, like amazing so well, I'm happy for you no he's so awesome he'll like log on to his little video thing he'll be like we good? I'm like, yep. <laughs> He's like, all right. See you Obsessed. In six Obsessed. Awesome. Well, you know, you should but feel kind of sad that you didn't get a church session it. during your, your blood draw. I, I do have to do that um, in the next month though, because any adult, make sure that you check with your um, benefits person at your work, because a lot of times employers will take money off of your insurance or like whatever your paycheck goes to insurance. If you go get a just general checkup, um, and you have to go in person for that. Cause I have to draw your blood, but I get like $2,000 off. Oh, really? Yeah. So everyone should check with HR because, but you do have to go in because you have to get like your blood pressure, like all this stuff. Um, but I do it every year and then you get money off that I have to tell you girly spreading the good word of annual checkups. No, you need to do it. I mean, it's definitely need to do it. Also for all the girlies out there, your OBs can do your general, um, checkup. And I know anyone who's on birth control, especially the pill you need to go every year and then they can do your checkup for you. Yeah. My OB is my um, primary care provider. So that's why I was so upset when she said, nice to meet you. (laughs) I know. My girl's so cute. Her name is Abby. And she's always like, oh my God, like what is new? And I'm like, so much. Well, we need to compare notes on doctors because after my experience, I might be looking for a new one. (laughs) Um, Okay. I have some updates about Hawaii. So yeah, we need um, to hear about Hawaii. Previously mentioned. Sandwich Island. Sandwich Islands. Sorry. I was in Hawaii for, I think like 10 or 11 days. Um, my parents travel year round. They were back. My boyfriend met, like met them for the first time there. Big experience. Not the key takeaways. Key takeaway. I saw two sea turtles. (gasps) So cool. So snorkeling. No, literally standing at a beach, like just swimming around. Oh my god! I thought you said the sea turtles were standing like oh, they're back. oh no 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 like, <laughs> just they oh, were just I walking was, down the beach these turtles. I was maybe ten feet in the water, so like still like up to your chest. And I like looked down. And I was like, oh my god, that's a sea turtle. That's actually and, like, insane. Like, West, 
all we see are painter turtles. So it's like so crazy. Um, another really, really cool thing that we saw, we were at this like teeny beach and there's this type of seal. It's called a monk seal. And there's only 13 left on the island of Hawaii, which is like the biggest <gasps> island. And there was one just napping at our beach. Stop. Just you saw hanging. one of 13 seals. Yeah. A rare like, seal. Celebrity yeah, seal. Um, Monk seal. I have a couple controversial things. Every time I go on a beach vacation, I realize that I was not built for the beach. Um, I could see this for I you. hate the sand so much. It gets in everything it's, it's all over you yep my skin can only do sun for like three hours max it's hot there's a thousand people around yeah it's not like water is like calming or getting plummeted by waves like was I it wavy like where it. you were yeah pretty wavy um that is a bummer and then so as someone who hates sand like the sensory part of beaches and like I'm here for the earth. Love her. Like my queen. They banned all sunscreen except for mineral sunscreen in the state of Hawaii. And anyone who hasn't experienced mineral sunscreen, it's like rubbing sunscreen. It doesn't rub in. There's a white cast. You look, A, you look dumb as fuck. It doesn't work. It's it's so hard to rub it in too. Like you're like literally putting your whole like work into rub rubbing the sunscreen in. And then you get burned in like these really weird spots. And like, there has to be a better solution because mineral sunscreen ain't it, baby. It's horrible. And then it's we so went bad. on a military base because my dad's military and they had non-mineral sunscreen. And I was like, I am sorry to the reef, but like, I'm getting this banana boat. Like, I leave it to the US I'm military sorry. to be I, like, no, we got the I'm, shit that works I'm over here. Because I would be like having an issue because like there was sand stuck to me. I'm like, Ugh. I have a white cat. And it wouldn't get off your skin even if you showered. Like, we all looked so stupid. It's horrible. It horrible. We used, I used mineral sunscreen one time on a beach vacation to Florida, literally just because I was Florida. trying to be a good Samaritan. No. And that is when I realized never again, never again, never no. again. No. I'm sorry. So bad. And I feel terrible because like you should, it's like bad for the reefs and shit, but there has to be like another way because it's so. Science, please help us. It's so bad. And like, this I is what we need to use aerosol. science for. I use Robin. Like, yeah. And I, before I get in the water, like I follow the instructions. I'm trying not to run the earth. Terrible. Um, and then my last kind of like thing I wanted to complain about, you know me, <laughs> travels home. I have a couple comments. Your travels home? Yeah, I was leaving Hawaii at eleven. First of all, yeah. how long is the flight to and from Hawaii? So I was there. I flew Hawaii, so Oahu to Phoenix, Phoenix home. So it's like six hours and then three hours. Okay, it's that's not, not bad. terrible. That's really not bad. I thought it was like eighteen hours no um multiple things first thing if you are dressed up for a flight that departs at 11 p.m are you dumb the psychotic did you get hit in the head by a baseball well who do you what are you trying to prove i was like we are getting on a a a freezing cold plane and you're wearing a dress 
Like there were these people that were dressed up for this flight. And I'm like, we're also landing at 8 a.m. in Phoenix. Like you have time to change. Oh, maybe Maybe they were going like straight to something. No. No? It was was families. Okay. Um, Then they were just doing the most for no reason. Which the biggest thing for me is airplanes are so cold. I will always. So freezing. Um, So that's my first complaint. My second complaint. Genevieve. <clears throat> so I sat in an aisle seat. Oops. And the man next, so it was a couple, and okay. they were in their 70s, I would say. And like, so sweet. You're traveling together. Love, 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 love. He did, however, have a scab the size of a band aid on up. his neck. Shut that up. Was half falling off and stuck in his neck hair. <gasps> Annie, I'm gonna throw on up. On the side closest to me. No. No. And I was I gagged when I sat down. They also smelled like they used natural deodorant, which oh, I know. Not on a six hour flight, like, please. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, I have to sleep next to this. I was so afraid the scab was gonna fall off into my hair. That is beyond unsanitary. The scab. I will send you a picture. I took no, a picture. No, no, do not send me the photo no, of the scab. Because it was so traumatizing. I can't see it. It was so bad. It was so bad. Oh my bad. God. And so I survived the scab flight. But chunks of it are missing. I notice when we land and the lights are on. And I'm like checking myself to make sure there's no scab chunk on me. Thank Literally, God, I, could, I could puke. Then I sprint. I had a 45 minute layover. Which really means 10 minutes because yeah. boring start, whatever. So I sprint through the Phoenix airport, which is full of like fucking children. I'm like shoving people over trying to get to my flight. And I sit down. And the man, and I'm in the middle, naturally. The man to my, like, who's on the aisle has, he's raw dogging his flight. He has no phone, no book, no headphones, no nothing. He's Sorry, just if you sit down and you have nothing, I'm assuming you're blowing the plane up. What Literally, is so low stakes to you? Terrified. What is so low stakes? You have no belongings. Raw dog the whole flight. The woman next to me reading a book about Trump. And I was like, I'm dying. I'm dying on this flight. This is it for me. And then he, the toddler in front of me was very, very cute. So I'm not holding it against him. He did so good on the plane. They him. had a little car seat, but his foot stuck out between the seats the whole time. So there's just little toes. Honestly, that seems like it would make the flight a lot better. Honestly, I just wanted to eat him a little bit. Um, But he was super cute. So like not against him, but it was like, think about it, overwhelming. Yeah. And then I get home and no one's around to pick me up at the airport. So I have an Uber and this man's driving like he's in the Fast and Furious. The Uber drivers have been literally out of control recently. Wait, we need to go back to this man who had no belongings. Where did he come from? Where did he go? Where did he come from? Cotton Eye Joe. What is his story? I didn't even look at him once. Like, it was so weird, Genevieve. Also, everyone knows this rule. If you're in the middle, you get both armrests. Yeah, like, 100%. Hundo P. He was in my seat. His arm was, like, over the armrest line. Oh. Okay, maybe this was his first time flying, so he didn't realize you were, like, supposed to, like, bring know, some he entertainment. Was in he was in his 30s. He had, like, a corporate backpack. Oh, he had a backpack. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought you said this man walked onto the flight, like no, literally no belongings, like just. He had a backpack on. He didn't bring his phone out. He didn't have headphones. He didn't have 
anything. No, no book, no puzzles, nothing. <laughs> no coloring books, no Sudoku. And on American <laughs> Airlines, there's no TVs. So he was literally sitting there. With his thoughts. For three hours. Did he sleep? I don't know, because I pass out. Oh my gosh. But how terrifying. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. Experience. Um, yeah. Back to the Uber drivers. Be careful in your Uber drivers, you guys, because I had a similar experience. I was in Indianapolis. Level these days. No, literally, I cannot explain to you the way that that is true. My Uber driver, he seemed very nice to start off with. We got to talking. We I had don't... a com- we had a commonality. Hockey. Okay. He played hockey. As we all know, I'm I'm a hockey, hockey girl. He pulls out his phone, starts scrolling through his camera roll while he is driving down the road to find photos of him playing hockey when he was little. We were literally approaching a line of stopped cars. I swore to God, I thought we were going straight into the cars. Somehow he braked, but he was literally looking at his phone, not looking at the road whatsoever, scrolling through photos actively as he was driving. I was like, sir, I don't, I don't need to see this photo. Like, you you say you I play hockey? I believe you. I believe you, I sir. Live. Oh my God. So yeah, just be careful we, out there. Between the scabs and the Uber drivers, traveling is risque our these days. Next episode is going to be about, there's going to be a segment about Ubers because I've had some really weird ones. I'd love to hear it. I well, feel like we really caught up. It's been so long i know i'm so glad to be talking to you and in turn talking to our friends and family and most friends <laughs> yeah well i have some families still listening oh mine doesn't um well they need to get on it um but it's been a blast i it has been a blast I just one quick thing before we wrap is going into summer don't count on us every other week schedule that we're gonna try to keep but it is really really hard we'll try to be active on instagram um letting people know like when and when we are not posting um but moving forward it's going to be an every other week loose schedule very loose i mean we will do our absolute darndest to post every other week so we will try to give you guys two episodes a month um, and to keep up with when we are releasing new episodes, obviously, please follow us on Instagram at I have to tell you pod. And another great way to keep up with when new episodes are released is to um, turn your alerts on on Spotify. So to do that, you go to our page on Spotify and click the little bell. And this will send you a push notification whenever we have a new episode out. And while you're there, Go ahead and give us a review. Rate us five stars if you like our podcast. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And we look forward to telling you everything we have to tell you again soon. Bye.